Hello and welcome to another episode of my podcast, Journeys to Wellness. My name is Lana Lynn Marino and I'm an intuitive therapist and energy healer and here to give you some guidance and support in some challenging times. So this episode today, I'm going to be talking about inspiration and people that inspire me, people that inspire us. Um, We're all spiritual beings, right? Uh, living the human experience where it makes sense that our journey in life, one of many, has to be towards wellness. So all experience is good and not so good eventually lead us to arrive at our authentic self through the path that we choose to take. Healing begins when we bravely choose a new path. And just recently I've been absolutely obsessed with Adele. Now, I don't think there's anyone on the planet that hasn't heard of this woman, but Adele comes from South London. She's um, a British singer and um, her songs really touch at the heart of pain, her pain. And I've la- the last three episodes, I've spoke about identity and pain and how we cling to our pain, but also how our pain and our story can create and bring us to the person that we are today. And one of the songs that she sings, which I keep, it goes over and over. You know when you have that moment where, you know, in in life for a little while, where the same song keeps repeating itself over and over. And for me, the song with Adele is Hello From The Other Side. And when you listen to the lyrics of that song, Hello from the other side, I must have called a thousand times. We can use that as a metaphor. This is my theory anyway for me. I I can use that as a metaphor. Hello from the other side, the other side being that part of me that I lost touch with. That part of me that I lost touch with, the authentic part of my being that I no longer or I couldn't, I couldn't relate to. And I think what Adele has shown the world and why she's so popular is because, yes, she does speak from her experiences, her life experiences. And I think that's very attractive to most people. Most people want to hear that you are a real person. So when people talk about pain, they talk about their experiences, it's not always that they're, woe is me, they're a victim to the past. Sometimes our pain can actually help us to get to where we want to be or where we should be. And what Adele does for me, I've I've thought about this and I've analysed it over and over. And the more I watch her, the more obsessed I am with watching this person that actually channels something from another part of her existence. And I find that really attractive. I find it very energising. I find it really inspirational that we can actually, in a moment, we can we can choose to embrace life where we are right now and be happy and find that inner peace just by connecting to our past and more importantly, using the past as a bar to see how far we've come. I spoke in the last episode about businesses and being empowered in business and how we can maintain our assertiveness in our business by still having compassion and empathy, sympathy, and more importantly, remaining humble. And I think that's what Adele does for me. I watched the interview with her in Oprah 
And Oprah, as most people will know, is another one of my great inspirations, along with Mother Teresa, Princess Diana. Um, women that have made such an impact on the 20th and 21st century. To open us up to seeing the importance of being humble, maintaining that humbleness, but also embracing each step of our development. What Adele's gone through, she lived in a, um, a flat in Norwood, South London and Tottenham, which, you know, her life started out as very normal in terms of she sang and she wrote songs that were reflective of her past, of her father leaving her, of alcohol problems that he had, of her loneliness um, and her desperation. Um, not from her mother, but from a desperation to be loved. And I think the surrogate father syndrome there, where she went into different relationships with men, um, and she didn't know who she was. She really didn't, you know, she morphed into different identities to kind of help her get through life. As, as I mentioned before, you know, it's a struggle to survive in this world and we will do whatever we've got to do. So if it's saying, yes when I really mean no that's what we have to do but you know she's here at this time in our life I think really to emphasize the importance of maintaining who you are being true to yourself and she especially talks about you know the the hardships that she's gone through but also the hardships and to be a mother to be the right mother to put herself first and that's something to take into account, to put ourselves first. If I've had a painful experience, um, we, we can turn into the narcissistic being identity that, you know, it's all about us. And that is what the ego loves to, to believe in, that um, it has a hold on us to make us believe that uh, we're more, more important than anything else. When in fact, if we are humble, we have the connection to the ability to be able to be true to our authenticity, to express ourselves. I think that goes through without saying through the process of development and how we develop at different stages. And Adele, for me, um, another song that's hitting me at the moment is um, Love is a Game of Fools that she sings. And I can certainly testify to that as I, I if you listen to those lyrics and I, I think about, you know, my perspective on love when I was younger and having had two marriages, um, four actually long, long-term marriages and, and relationships. But in each of those relationships, I, I look back and I was very insecure and we're, we're lost at a point where we're still trying to make sense of the world and that can be at any, any age at all. We try and make sense of the world, but to see her now um, and to see Adele at a place, she, she's very inspiring for me. And I think she's very brave to actually still hold on to her Cockney accent, you know, to um, certain characteristics that she has of being just a normal human being with the privileges of um, the limelight that she has now. I mean, she's multi-million pound baby in, in a world of 
vultures that it's quite easy when you reach that next stage of um, success but you can get lost in that identity of thinking um, you're someone someone different and I think that is the the crux of the matter where it's so easy to get lost in an identity that is given to you but her for me is she's an example of she makes a, an album and then she stops for six years and she makes another one so we can look at that in our own life where we do something for so long but then we pause we pause and we reflect and we go back in and then we come out again and I think again bringing back into the equation the pandemic where we've we've paused for a long time and now we're faced now with another pandemic of um, new variants that are coming out from different countries on the globe and how we deal with this how we manage this and how we move forward we don't know all we can do is we we can keep the measure of integrity to our identity and to spiritually keep connecting to that identity of self-love and the person that we are today we can create at this point we can keep creating but we need that pause which we call you know balance we need to keep the balance straight and right it's hard to understand how we can get through life. I know when my second marriage broke down and I had a, a, a real breakdown, what I call the collapse when I'm working with clients, I call it the collapse, com complete collapse, where you're in a space and you don't know who you are. And that, that was me. I lost everything. I lost sight of my spirituality. I lost sight of life I lost sight of um, belief in in everything um, it was a, a big wake-up call because I think sometimes you think that oh I've got there I finally reached that point you know I've done this I've done that and then it all comes tumbling down and for a lot of people that is where they go into that deep stage of depression and for many you know there's no other option apart from ending their life sadly um, which is again what we see in a lot of businesses people reach that point where they believe that they can't stop and pause and look at another option and the only way out is to jump off a building when we what or should I say when when I reached that point I reached that point it really brought me down to my knees and I think it's the second time in my life that I was brought down to my knees the first time when at the age of 30 I had to have a complete hysterectomy and I was told after many years of trying to have children that I would never have children. Um, but what I found from that was I had complications and I was near to death, I was, I was quite sick. But what I found from that was someone introduced me to a book called Power in Prayer and I read that little book over two days and what it did it changed my life it opened me up to believing that the testimony of life is we can pause we can go through those dark periods those dark times but somewhere somehow we have to have the belief the the positive core belief that we're going to get through this 
And if we can, if we can do that, if we can be in the spiritual wilderness, which I call the grey area, where we collapse, and we go through, as a client mentioned um, recently, they went through burnout for a year. If we can do that, and we can go through that burnout, and we can stay disconnected from what the ego mind has taught us to believe, then we go through that resting period. And yes, it's like a death. It's like a death of the ego. It's like a death of everything that we've known up to this point. But if we can go through that, and we pause, and then we allow the manifestation of what the universe has in, in, in store for us, then we can quite comfortably, very slowly, very gently, come back into the world. We might be a couple of years down the line. So, you know, we're thinking differently. Our development is at a different stage. I never believed that I would have what I have today. I have a beautiful husband. I have a beautiful dog. <laughs> I have a beautiful home. I have a lovely vehicle that I drive around in. I have um, a premises that is mine that I work from and that I now rent to other therapists. I have the connections to people on many levels um, of different parts of, of life. And sometimes I wake up and I think, but why do I feel anxious? Why, why am I fearful? And as I mentioned in a couple of episodes before, it's always coming from the past. It's always coming from the past. My anxiety is not about today. I can work with today. If I can't see a client, if I'm sick and I can't see a client, then there's nothing I can do about that. Whereas in the past, I would have compromised myself and made myself available to get approval, to get acceptance, to let that person or people or the world see that, you know, I am invincible, I'm here, I'm doing great, I can help you, I can save you, which is all part of that old identity that I had as the rescuer. I can save you, I am here to help you, I can make your life different. And it's not true. The only change that I can make is within myself. And the residue of that, I give to others that I work with. So trust me, I do not give any of myself away that I cannot afford to give away. It's easy to reflect and look back and, and you know, people can say, well, yeah, but that's where you are today because you're older now and you're wiser and you're at a different stage of your development and you've gone through the hard time. So it's easy for you to say all of that. And of course, of course it is. But if I could speak to my child self, if you could speak to your child self, what would you tell them? What would you tell them? What would you say to them to make them believe that they can get through this? If you could speak to the child within you that believed that they didn't have any other option but to comply with the atrocities of what they went through, not being able to speak up, not being able to express themselves, 
I'm watching a lot on the UK and international news of the migrants that are leaving Europe and trying to get to the UK. And it's heartbreaking to see so many children that are crying, crying out in hunger and pain. Children in Afghanistan, children throughout the, the African diaspora, where, you know, there is so much pain, even indigenous people in countries like Australia and America, people in Europe, people all over the planet, children that are crying out. We are in uncertain times. We are moving to more certain times, but it might not be in my lifetime. It might not be in your lifetime. But all we can do really is to every stage of life, stop and pause, stop and pause and recalculate where you've been, how much pain you are holding on to as a victim and how much pain are you willing to let go of as that victim? How much pain are you holding on to? How much pain are you working through that is helping you to understand through processing and doing creative stuff that really helps you to let go of that pain or to own it, own it to enable you to be able to grow through that experience. Working with past life regression, I see um, a lot of people come through life and reach a point in life where they rejoice in who they are today because they recognize that if you're open to that, by the way, that we carry in our DNA, we carry through our life um, journeys of many, many lifetimes. You know, when people talk about, oh, a new soul or an old soul, you know, it might be a new soul's experience that they're just having right now. Old souls that have been through many lifetimes, um, as from a, um, an Indian perspective, uh, a Sanskrit perspective, where karma, karma is something that um, we have to go through. And uh, I don't know, I'm a little bit on the, on the back burner with that. I think when we come into an awareness about something at any stage of our life, it's that aha moment where we can choose to change our life. We can choose to change our life just by changing our thought process, by changing from the negative to the positive, even if you don't believe it. And I say to people all the time, even if you don't believe it, look in the mirror and tell yourself, I am great, I am powerful, I am wonderful. I can make a difference to this day. I can go out into the world and I can be of the highest potential more so today than I was yesterday. I tell people all the time that you are making a way for your children to grow and to not be connected to your pain of the past. This cycle can break right now. And I think that's what's happening. You know, many people are choosing to break those cycles in this lifetime where they don't want their children, their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren to experience what they went through. I've got great so much admiration for young activists, people like Greta Thunberg um, and uh, Malia that 
wonderful children, young people that are taking the power structures to task, be it climate change, be it corporate investment into our planet that is changing the landscape, the Amazon that is being cut down in order to feed the developing or the developed world. I've got so much admiration for these young people and they are true pioneers for change. And I think that's what we have to do. We really have to give some sort of credibility and to, to be able to listen to our children. When our child comes up with an idea at a very young age, let's say as a three-year-old, you listen to their what they want, what they want to do. If they're telling you something, it's because it's not coming from them, it's coming from their higher self. And we have to listen to these children. We have to. We have to listen to the authenticity of the child. And only then can we reconnect to the authenticity of our own inner child. Love and compassion is something that breaks down the walls. It breaks down the walls of pain believing that I'm always going to be racially abused, believing that I'm always going to be discriminated against, believing that I'm always going to be stupid. You know, my teacher telling me at 13 that um, I was stupid, I wasn't good enough, I was, I was dumb because I couldn't get my tables right, not being diagnosed at such an early age with slight dyslexia. How, how life has changed, how life has changed. You know, we're in a great time, albeit that there are so many souls that are exit, exiting the planet um, to make way for new souls to come in. And the pain of the world at the moment, you know, we're losing loved ones. So many people are grieving for the loss of their loved ones. And my heart goes out to you right now, if you have that loss. If you've lost a mother, a father, a sister, a brother, a daughter, a son, a niece, a nephew, a cousin, a friend, my heart goes out to you. I feel so much for you. I've also lost so many people in the last two years. So many people. I can't even count on two, two sets of hands. But I know that the value of our relationship and the value of our friendship at different intervals in my life helped to make me the person that I am today. I am the person I am today because of the uh, people that I met, even the, the people that wronged me or hurt me or did some bad things to me. But I am the person I am today and you can be the person that you are today because of the past that you've been through letting go of it, allowing yourself to walk through that door of uncertainty. Today is a beautiful day in England. Sunny skies, we have um, lovely sunshine. You know great things are coming when everything seems to be going wrong. Old energy is clearing out for new energy to enter. So be patient. That comes from Idil Ahmed, a statement that I, I look at every day, be patient. When the world around you seems to be falling down, be patient, pause, take a moment, let nothing grieve you, 
and be thou angered at none. It behoveth thee to be content with the will of God and a true and loving and trusted friend of all the people of the earth without any exemptions whatever. This is the quality of the sincere, the way of the saints, the emblem of those who believe in the unity of God. And that comes from the Baha'i Holy Scriptures. My name is Lana Lynn Marino, and as always, it's been great to join you today in Journeys to Wellness. My Twitter is Wellness Journeys. You can find me or send me a message on anchor.fm slash lynn-marino. I'm also on Instagram, Journeys to Wellness. That's it for today, so take care. Have a great and blessed day, and I will join you again sometime soon.